I'm Effie Parks. Welcome to Once Upon a Jane, the podcast. This is a place I created for us to connect and share the stories of our not-so-typical lives. Raising kids who are born with rare genetic syndromes and other types of disabilities can feel pretty isolating. What I know for sure is that when we can hear the triumphs and challenges from others who get it, we can find a lot more laughter, a lot more hope, and feel a lot less alone. I believe there are some magical healing powers that can happen for all of us through sharing our stories, and I'll take all the help I can get. Once Upon a Gene is proud to be part of Bloodstream Media. Living in a family affected by rare and chronic illness can be isolating, and sometimes the best medicine is connecting to the voices of people who share your experience. This is why Bloodstream Media produces podcast, blogs, and other forms of content for patients, families, and clinicians impacted by rare and chronic diseases. Visit bloodstreammedia.com to learn more. Hi there, and welcome to the show. Once a month, I release this extra special episode in a series I call A Rare Collection. It features a few people from the rare disease community, each telling a true story with the same theme. I'm super excited to present the 22nd episode in the storytelling series. I've always been moved by storytelling, and I believe there is so much power in them for both the listener and the storyteller. I'm the luckiest podcaster ever in that this is what I get to do for fun, passion, and purpose. The theme for today's episode is exhausted and energized, and the storytellers have the utmost freedom to be creative and to take the theme wherever their heart desires. Here's a story from Annie Kennedy, rare disease advocate with the Every Life Foundation. I have a quote in my office. It says, she took her power back without permission. As I stood in the back of the legislative conference during Rare Disease Week, and the opening speaker asked the room full of more than 600 advocates to, by a show of hands, show who was in Washington for the very first time for Rare Disease Week advocating on Capitol Hill, and realized that more than 50% of the room was raising their hands, I immediately thought of that quote. More than 50% of that room was taking their power back for the very first time. That was exhilarating. There were many other exhilarating moments throughout the week. And while the week was absolutely exhausting, chock full of hill meetings, receptions, documentary screenings, meet and greets, conferences, it was absolutely exhilarating. Like the moment we were all together when FDA announced the first approval of a therapy to treat Friedrich's ataxia, and the community could celebrate together a win for the entire community because we have all for a very long time been advocating for regulatory flexibility in rare disease and the use of patient experience data to inform decision-making. But especially it was exhilarating because there were people in the room who were members of the Friedrich's ataxia community and for the first time ever, would have access to a therapy. It was exhilarating as I sat in a room during a meeting with constituents, as one of the constituents was a high school student who was in town advocating with his mom and realized that he attends the same high school as the younger brother of the congressional staffer with whom we were meeting. Politics became very personal at that moment as they talked about the clubs that they were engaged in, the small town that they were from, And then he was able to talk in more depth about how PKU affects his life. That was exhilarating. It was exhilarating to me as I met an advocate who we'd been in touch with on our team for quite some time. 
He was a rare artist. He was somebody who was reticent to travel to Washington because he has participated in clinical trials for some time and associates air travel with clinical trial participation. But he got on a plane and he came to Washington. And he shared with us that his experience in Washington had been amazing, that he was exhausted, and that his body hurt when the week was over, but that it was so worth it. And that his days in Washington were some of the most meaningful days of his life ever. They were exhausting, but exhilarating. I got to connect with people that we had not seen in years for so many of us. A friend from the LFS community describes stepping into the world of federal advocacy as leaving her speechless, but knowing that she'd formed immediately a kinetic bond and energy with the community that could never have occurred over Zoom. And maybe it was best articulated by our rare artist who during the reception on the closing night reflected on the events of the week and articulated that after understanding what it means to be a part of this community, just even five minutes of this sense of belonging in the after is better than a lifetime of before. More than 600 advocates came together for an exhilarating week during Rare Disease Week, traveled, advocated together, shared our stories, took our power back, and changed the rare disease landscape forever, and returned home exhausted and absolutely exhilarated. Here's a story from Sarita Edwards, rare mama and co-founder of the Ewe Foundation. Our son Elijah was diagnosed in utero with rare disease Edwards syndrome or trisomy 18. Events like Rare Disease Week are important to me because it's an opportunity to raise awareness about Elijah's diagnosis and champion legislation we believe can help families like ours. Several weeks ago, I celebrated Rare Disease Week alongside 600 rare disease advocates and 300 patient organizations in Washington, D.C. Rare Disease Week brings together advocates from all over the country on behalf of the rare disease community. As a united voice, we speak with members of Congress about policies that directly impact rare disease patients and families. I've participated in Rare Disease Week for many years, but all of those events were virtual. This year's in-person event was a new advocacy experience for me. To say I was energized is an understatement. It was so great to meet advocates whom I had only known virtually in person. It was great to walk the halls of congressional spaces, connecting with legislators and staffers more intimately. It was great to hear patient stories directly from the patients and caregivers who navigate rare journeys each and every day. The days were long and full of content and conversations, and though I was energized, I was also exhausted. I was exhausted watching advocates push themselves to limits on behalf of the rare community. It was exhausting walking from building to building, speaking with legislators who are in charge of the decisions that affect our day-to-day -day lives. I was exhausted thinking about how much we believe all of this makes a difference. And hopefully it actually does. Being exhausted doesn't mean it wasn't all worthwhile. To me, exhaustion is the evidence of my energy being used properly. Rare Disease Week was an amazing experience. And yes, it can take a toll on us as advocates, as patients, as caregivers. But as advocates, I believe being present impacts changed. I am energized. I was exhausted. 
but I'm a rare disease advocate and I'm just getting started. Here's a story from Abby Hauser, Ehlers-Danlos patient and rare disease advocate and board member with Team Telomere. There were two versions of me that existed in Washington, D.C. last week. There was the excited, engaged, educated, enthusiastic patient advocate. And there was also the rare disease patient who laid alone on their hotel room floor at the end of each night, taking extra pain medications, laying there, hoping that the next day will go better for their body. Both parts of these are equal and valid to my story. Yet most people only see the excited and engaged advocate that I am. And that's okay. I know these quiet moments that I lay on my hotel room floors, hoping that my spine will get it together for the next day, are just parts of what make me such a powerful patient advocate. Because I know what it's like to feel that loneliness and not want that to be the end of your story. So I left Washington, D.C. so exhausted. Beyond words, my body was pushed to its limits. It is a hard week as a patient to go day after day after day of advocating, being on your feet, walking, moving, just engaging nonstop. My body was reaching its limits by Friday, yet I've never felt more energized in my life. Each day, I was more than willing to put up with the pain that I knew was going to come with the day because of the exciting conversations that I got to have with patient advocates and lawmakers and policy experts, other young adults, just so many exciting stories that I got to hear and that I got to collect for my own knowledge that are just making me a better advocate. I met with my advocates from Minnesota and learned some of their stories and got to see a mom who I met shortly after their child's diagnosis virtually for one of our rare disease weeks. And she was so worried about sharing her story that first year, but she showed up and she was so vulnerable. And it was so powerful. I can't even tell you how impactful that virtual meeting was. So when I turned to our ta Minnesota table at the legislative conference and saw her sitting there, the just excitement and joy that I felt was unbelievable because she was here three years later, still advocating, still sharing her story. And I got to see the growth that existed just in the way that she advocated and the way that she found her power. And as an experienced patient advocate, I find just listening to other people's stories so energizing because it makes me want to be better. It makes me want to help other people be better because their stories matter and their stories can and will make tangible policy change. And I cannot tell you how just joyful I felt sitting with that patient advocate, sitting with other parents, another young adult advocated alongside me at our meetings with senators and representatives, and someone that was also newly diagnosed was there. And these people are showing up, and nothing energizes me more. It took me almost 20 years of diagnosis to finally get into wanting to advocate and share my story. Yet these people are here doing it all. So I was so energized, but I was so exhausted. Being a patient is hard, and I wish that no one else has to know what lying on that hotel room floor feels like, just wanting the pain to end. But I do know that being energized is so worth the exhaustion. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. If you like what you hear, 
please share this show with your people and please make sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with me and stay updated on the show. If you're interested in sharing your story or if you have anything you would like to contribute, please submit it to my website at effieparks.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for supporting me along the way. I appreciate you all so much. I don't know what kind of day you're having, but if you need a little pick-me-up, Ford's got you.